Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm Jen Shaw, and we are going to talk about small business woes today. This is such an important topic because we have a lot of clients who are small businesses or they're new businesses that are on a smaller scale than they hope to be. And the amount of things they have to do to comply with California law can be overwhelming. So I wanted to talk today about some of the things that small businesses and new businesses need to think about so that you have an idea of where you need to go and what you need to do. Now, we are having a webinar on this um, topic on December 7th. It's our first small business boot camp. We're very excited about it. So that'll be a place where you can learn a little bit more about each of these topics. It's an all-day workshop. So in the meantime, what do I want you to think about? All right. The first thing that you need to think about is hiring. All right. So when you open a business, of course, you have to go through all the proper channels to make sure that you're registered with the right folks. You've got a business license if you need one. If you're hiring employees, you've got to register with the Employment Development Department. You've got a lot of things you need to do to get ready to roll. So when you're talking about hiring, there are a number of forms you need to fill out. You can find some of these on the internet. We certainly have a checklist available for our clients. The idea is what forms, what data do you need to gather? Do you need to generate to make sure that when you're hiring folks, you're following the right rules? For example, do you plan on doing background checks? If you do, you better have a California compliant background check company if you're hiring California employees. Do you plan on doing a credit check? Well, you can only do a credit check in very limited situations when somebody's working with a lot of money or they work with a financial institution. Are you going to do a drug test? Well, you better make sure that after January 1, you're not testing for those non-psychoactive metabolites that are associated with cannabis use. So there are a lot of processes that you may want to implement as a new business and as a small business. You don't have in-house counsel to walk you through all of these items all the time. You don't want to spend a lot of money on lawyers, understandably. So just remember that any vendor you're going to use for anything that's employment related, you want to make sure that they are California compliant, that they understand what California's laws are, they understand how California's rules work, and they're very clear about your obligations. Let me make sure you understand, though, it is always your burden to make sure you are doing these things correctly. So there are times when you may want to consult an attorney because you're just not sure if the information you're getting is accurate. That's fine. But the idea, of course, is to minimize your expenses. So minimize how much you're using outsiders if you can, right? Now, once you begin the hiring process, remember that even employers with only 15 employees, when you're advertising a job, you have to provide um, a range, a salary range or compensation range. So you want to make sure that 
you are advertising positions with a range if you have 15 or more employees. Also, make sure you ask the right questions during interviews. I know that there's a tendency to want to get to know the person during an interview. How do they spend their free time? Do they have any children? Do they go to church? What's their favorite sports team? Where do they like to go on vacation? You got to be careful. You can't ask any questions that might elicit information about age or race or national origin. You have to be careful about religious beliefs. Remember that in California, if you ask an employee to tell you if they're available to work a certain schedule, they're not required to let you know if a religious belief or practice would interfere with their ability to work that schedule. They don't have to tell you that until they are hired. That way, there's no ability for you to discriminate against that applicant on the basis of their religious belief. So there's a lot going on there in terms of the hiring process. And one of the things that is, of course, critical for a small business is every person you add to the team has a huge impact. So you want to think really carefully, not only about the skills that the person has, but also what is their personality? How do they fit in? Do they have a work uh, commitment, a work culture that is consistent with how you run your business? So it's very important, particularly when you are running a smaller business, to think about the impact that folks have on culture and community and how you are going to evaluate that. The most important way is you've got to be intimately involved in the process. When you're larger, when you have 25, 30, 40, 50 employees, you can have someone else working with you on hiring. You can have an HR person internally, or you can have an HR consultant, and they can help you through a lot of this. But when you're talking about um, a situation where you're smaller and you don't have access to those kinds of resources, you do not want to be looking at this as something you can, quote, pawn off on another person in the company or in the organization. You're going to want to be very involved in this process. Now, when it comes to hiring also, you need to make sure that you have the appropriate pay structure. So most employees, remember, are going to be non-exempt in California. That means they get paid the applicable minimum wage at least for every hour they work. It's going to be rare for you to be able to have an exempt employee and forget, by the way, about independent contractors. That is not happening anymore. You either are hiring a company as a vendor or you're hiring an employee. It's going to be very rare for you to be able to hire an individual, particularly if they want to be using their social security number. All right. So you've got to make sure you have the right payroll company that the pay statement, the itemized wage statement is set up the way it should be under California law. We have very specific requirements under labor code section 226 that dictate what your itemized wage statement must look like. So be very careful about compliance in this area. Wage and hour issues can put you out of business. So if there was ever a place where you needed to have the right vendor and the right advice, it's wage hour. So make sure that you're dedicating your resources to what really can have an impact on your business. Now, 
The other thing about a small business is you are very subject to market pressure, right? You don't necessarily have a bunch of capital that you can access. So you may hire someone and need to let them go. Two months later, you can bring them back. That's okay. But one of the important ways to avoid liability here is if you need to lay someone off, you lay them off. Do not keep them on the payroll. Do not put them on the bench. If you don't have work for them and they've got to go, you separate them. If you get more work where you can bring them back, you simply go through the process of hiring them again. I know it sounds like a pain, but there's a lot of potential liability associated with you hiring someone and then keeping them, quote, on the books, even though they're not doing any work. So you want to be careful about that. If you need to to downsize, you downsize. If you need to upsize, you upsize. The other thing that's important for small businesses is you ensure that everybody is at will. This is important for every private sector employer unless they want to have a contract with their employee. And that's usually only going to be for executives. But the at-will nature of employment becomes very important when you're a small employer. And a lot of times, employers think that's all they need to do. I'm a small employer. I only have 10 employees. Nobody's going to ever sue me. I don't need to document my decisions. I don't need to write down why I'm doing something. Absolutely wrong. It is even more important as a small business that you show the rationale for everything you are doing, for every decision you are making. So have a little notebook, create a little online document that is protected so nobody else can get to it, but find a way to write down this information. Because if you have to discipline someone or you have to terminate someone, you want to be very clear about how to handle those issues and what your justification is for those decisions. Now, another sticking point for small businesses are leaves of absence. As you know, the California Family Rights Act and many provisions of the labor code apply to small employers. In fact, California's Fair Employment and Housing Act and the California Family Rights Act They apply if you have five or more employees. And if you give yourself a W-2, if you take a salary or uh, wages, you count as one of them. So if you have five or more people, you can have employees who need leave under the California Family Rights Act or who ask for a reasonable accommodation of a disability or medical condition. You've got to be able to make that happen. This is a situation when you need to have access to a good source, whether it's an HR consultant or an employment lawyer, someone who can help you navigate through these issues at least the first couple of times. Once you get your form set up, once you know what your process is going to be, it will generally be a lot easier for you to work individually and independently. But you are gonna need some help. You're gonna want to talk to some folks to figure out, okay, what am I doing? And what right or entitlement does this employee actually have to a leave of absence or to an accommodation? Now, the other part about being a small business often is either everybody's teleworking or you have a very small brick and mortar. If everybody's teleworking, you've got to think about things like equipment. If somebody quits with no notice, how do you get that equipment back if they're working remote? 
What are you going to do about giving them a phone? Do they use your phone? Do you give them reimbursement for their own phone? We're talking about a cell phone, of course. Um, how are you going to handle computers, travel? Are you going to require them to meet uh, regularly? For example, um, you can telework every day, but we need you to, to meet in our office once a month, or we're going to meet at a coffee shop once a month. Think these things through because often what happens with a small business is we're focused on the product. If we're manufacturing something or we're offering a service, we're really focused on, okay, we've got to keep our customers and our guests happy. We don't spend enough time training our employees, coaching our employees, making sure they know about basic things like we want you to come for an in-person meeting or we need you to keep a journal about these kinds of things that you're encountering so we can talk about them during our, our one-on-ones. You're going to have to put some energy and some resources into building your team, coaching your team, and keeping your team happy. And that begins when you have employee number one. It's not something that you only worry about when you have, you know, two or three dozen employees. So the idea of retention is critical in a small company where everybody has a very important job and you need everybody to do it. And they're all interrelated. So it's very hard when somebody leaves for someone else to pick up uh, where they left off. So there's a lot to look at here in terms of being a small business. Don't let uh, vendors take advantage of you. I know they will tell you that you don't have enough buying power. You don't have enough purchasing power to justify them giving you a deal. That's wrong, right? That's not how it should be. So find the, find the vendor that's willing to work with you and willing to give you what you deserve and work with you on things like payment terms and um, updating software, for example. I just bought this software. Why do I have to update it? Well, maybe there's a way they can help you with keeping your costs down. The point is, don't be ashamed to say you're a small business. Small businesses make the world go round, folks. So we're all grateful for the big businesses for sure, but the small businesses are critical parts of our communities. And they're very important in terms of offering opportunities to others and providing services that are very needed. So don't forget to support your local small businesses. And if you do need more help as a small business, definitely join Megan Donahue and me for our small business boot camp. That is on December 7th, and you can sign up on our website. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have a beautiful day. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 